0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 409 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. And we got a lot to do today, as always, here on Locked On New York Rangers. We're going to be giving you guys the latest in the ongoing saga that is the never-ending Jack Eichel trade speculation story. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. His camp is kind of turning up the heat on the Buffalo Sabres to get something done. So we will dive into that. We will also talk about Ryan Reeves, the recently acquired Ryan Reeves, signing a one-year extension with the New York Rangers that will keep him on this team, not just through next year, but the following season as well. And we will also have some general thoughts on on everyone who has departed the Rangers either via trade or via free agency or the expansion draft in Colin Blackwell's case. Uh, We recently did an episode where I kind of just shared some general thoughts on everything the Rangers have done as far as players that were brought in either by free agency or by a trade. But now we'll kind of take a look at the players who have departed, this, this group as a whole. You know, free agency season is absolutely wild when it comes to the NHL. You get to noon on the day of free agency, And it's basically just a track meet. You know, players are signing here, players are signing there. It's crazy. So obviously we talked about all these players that have been coming and going as they came in. But now that the dust has settled a little bit, uh, we'll go ahead and just kind of, I'll just kind of share my thoughts on the players that have left. And at the end of all this, I want to kind of come to a conclusion whether or not the Rangers are a better team or a worse team than they were when free agency started, or if it's about the same, you know, we'll see what we come up with. But like I said, at first, I want to start by once again, talking a little bit about Jack Eichel. And as we were mentioning, his camp has really kind of turned up the heat on the Buffalo Sabres to get something done. Jack Eichel clearly does not want to be part of that franchise anymore. And this comes to us from his agents, Peter Fish and Peter Donatelli. This is what they had to say. They made this public, so everybody and their mom has been able to read this. Uh, but I'll just read it for you guys in case anybody missed it. This is what they had to say about everything going on with Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres. The process is not working. As previously stated, we fully anticipated a trade by the start of the NHL free agency period. After the agreed upon and prescribed period for conservative rehabilitation lapse in early June 2021, it was determined by the Sabres medical staff that a surgical procedure was required. The recommendation by Jack's independent neurosurgeon, other spine specialists consulted, and the surgery Jack feels most comfortable having in order to correct a herniated disc in his neck is to proceed with artificial disc replacement surgery. A further point of concern is that our camp was initially under the impression that the Sabre specialist was in agreement with the artificial disc replacement surgery until that was no longer the case. What is being left out of the discussion is that Jack would be able to play in the NHL for the start of the season pending medical clearance if he were allowed to have the surgery he desires even as of this date. Repeated requests have been made to the Sabres since early June to no avail. This process is stopping Jack from playing in the NHL and it is not working. So this whole situation is a mess and the million dollar question that I have to ask the Buffalo Sabres right now I mean there's a lot of questions I could ask the Buffalo Sabres as far as how they've handled this entire situation I don't know what they're waiting for I don't know why you would let the NHL draft come and go instead of trying to gain draft picks in exchange for Jack Eichel. I don't know why you would let free agency come and go and allow these teams to kind of fill their holes with other free agents from around the league and as a result, would make them less interested in trading for Jack Eichel. But the million-dollar question that I have for the Sabres is, if you're going to trade this guy anyway, then why wouldn't you just allow him to have the surgery that he wants to have? It's none of your concern anymore. You know, you could have a different medical opinion than Eichel has. I mean, this is the surgery that Jack Eichel wants, clearly. And apparently, according to his camp here, if he has the surgery, he will be ready for opening night in the NHL this season. But you're just... Shooting yourself in the foot, you're getting in your own way. I mean, I guess what else is new when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres? But this just makes no sense. It's a player that's not even going to be on your roster if you do what you said you were going to do and trade Jack Eichel. And at this point, it's becoming pretty obvious that the Sabres have just massively, massively overplayed their hand throughout this entire process. They're acting like they've got Wayne Gretzky in his prime, And what they have instead is a very, very good player, a very, very young player, a very, very talented player, but also a player who's making $10 million per season and one who needs neck surgery, apparently, and they don't want to let him have it. So either way, whether he gets this surgery or not, the Sabres have definitely overplayed their hand here. And like we just talked about, the draft is coming gone. They can't trade for draft picks from this year's class. Free agency is coming gone. Other teams have kind of filled their needs with other free agents from around the league. And now the Sabres have a real mess on their hands. And I will say this because I've been kind of anybody who's been listening, you guys know I've been kind of lukewarm on the whole idea of trading for Jack Eichel. The idea that, as we talked about, he has an injured neck. So there's that. There's also the fact that he's making $10 million a year. And obviously that's going to you know, handcuff you a little bit, maybe stop you from being too active as far as other big moves that you want to make in free agency and via trade. And then also the simple fact that I don't want to have to give up a king's ransom for Jack Eichel when you consider those factors that just happened, plus the fact that there might be an even better in-house option in simply re-signing Mika Zibanejad, who was entering the last year of his contract. There have also been some rumors lately that, you know, the, the Sabres might be kind of holding out for the Rangers to include Capo Caco in any trade package for Jack Eichel. And I can see a case for this. I can see a case against this. I wouldn't budge if I was the Rangers because this has gone on forever. The Sabres have clearly lost some of their trade partners. And I think when you look around as far as reporters who are all over this topic, most of them seem to believe that the Rangers are still the front runner, or at least one of the frontrunners. You know, they're, they're in the mix. They're in the race for Jack Eichel. And I will say this. Even though I've been lukewarm about the whole Jack Eichel coming to the Rangers thing, The Rangers have handled this brilliantly because they saw right away, pretty early in this process, maybe even dating back to a year ago when the Rangers were, you know, first kind of kicking the tires on a potential trade for Jack Eichel, that the Sabres are overplaying their hand and and they're asking for way too much. And now the Rangers seem to have the leverage because this just keeps going on and on and on. And Jack Eichel is still on the Buffalo Sabres. His camp is getting restless. Jack Eichel himself is getting restless. And the Sabres are running out of potential dance partners and the Rangers it seems like they're one of the only ones left so I would not budge if I'm the Rangers I would not include Capo Caco I will say I think if the Rangers did include Capo Caco and by no means am I endorsing this but let's just say there's a situation where the Rangers do indeed add Capo Caco to their trade package I think that gets it done I think Jack Eichel is on the next plane out to uh, Madison Square Garden and he's the next member of the New York Rangers because at this point if you're the Sabres and you're able to get Capo Caco in the return for Jack Eichel I mean, are you really gonna hold out for more? You know, they you're really in a bad situation as it is. So if you can somehow kind of wrangle Kako away from the Rangers and you can also get, you know, maybe one or two other assets, then I, I think if you're the Sabres, you absolutely have to do that. But the Sabres have basically bungled this. And the Rangers, as far as I'm concerned, they're in a position of power. They should not be adding to their trade offer. If anything, maybe they maybe they pull something off the table. And maybe they say, Listen, you guys have been dragging your feet on a potential Jack Eichel trade. So you know what? We're not going to give you this uh, draft pick anymore. We're not going to give you Braden Schneider anymore. We're not going to give you Ke'Andre Miller anymore. And you guys are just going to have to figure it out. You guys are going to—we still think we have the best offer, and you're going to end up taking it anyway. So the Rangers, like I said, it seems like they're in a total position of power. And again, whether you love the idea of trading for Eichel, whether you hate it, whether you're anywhere in between, I think we can all agree the Rangers have played this pretty nicely. They've kept their cards pretty close to the vest. And again— Looks like they're dealing from a position of power, at least as of right now. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Jack Eichel as far as today's episode. Obviously, we'll continue to monitor this situation, but in just a second, we're going to be talking about the extension that Ryan Reeves just signed. Of course, he is the, I believe, newest member of the New York Rangers. I believe of the seven players they've brought in, he was the last one, and he signs a one-year extension with the team, and we will talk about that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about this one-year extension that Ryan Reeves just signed yesterday. It's Sunday as I'm recording this. I believe this deal is finalized on Saturday, but this is a deal, an extension that got done pretty fast here. Obviously, uh, the Rangers acquired Ryan Reeves from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a third-round pick in next year's draft. They did this on July 29th, and then two days later, on July 31st, the Rangers hammer out this extension, and I'm pretty neutral about this. I don't really... that strongly one way or another, it didn't feel like a move that was 100% necessary. Like I don't think that going into this season, if Ryan Reeves was on the last year of his deal, which he was going to be before he signed this extension, I don't think you have to really live in fear of losing him to free agency, especially when you consider the fact that the Rangers brought in... So many of these players that kind of fit this bill of being the tough guy, the sandpaper guy, uh, the more physical type players, and and the guys that make it tougher to play against. We've talked about this, but the Rangers have brought in seven players, and every single one of them, their calling card is kind of that toughness and that physicality. So I don't think, again, if you're the Rangers, you had to live in fear that, you know, Ryan Reeves might walk in free agency next season. But at the same time, Reeves came to the Rangers, all set to play out the final year of a two year, $3.5 million deal. So he was entering the final year of his deal, and... I suppose it's harmless enough. I think that's the best way I can explain it. Because I saw some people, why are they extending Ryan Reeves? Why are they doing this, you know, this, that, and the other thing? The extension is worth just one year and $1.75 million, which is exactly what Ryan Reeves is making now. It's exactly what he's made annually over the two years of this two-year contract that he's on. So assuming that Reeves doesn't get traded or anything like that, he will be here with the Rangers for both of the next two seasons. And, you know, I suppose that since Ryan Reeves has a history with Gerard Gallant, and because his game doesn't really seem likely to slump, it's a pretty safe, pretty low-risk extension here for the Rangers. I think both sides can feel pretty good about this. Uh, Reeves is getting up there a little bit as far as age. He's 34 years old, but I can't really see him going into a slump because he's not out there for goals and points and all that kind of stuff. He's out there to be a wrecking ball, play physical hockey, and fight when the occasion calls for it, and really kind of bring an intimidation factor that the Rangers clearly have not had in recent seasons. I don't see his game aging poorly. I mean, again, he's not out there to be a speed demon or anything like that. I think with Ryan Reeves what you see is what you get. And so this extension at least works for me. I would give it a slight thumbs up. Didn't seem 100% necessary, but it's cheap enough and safe enough that I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. Uh, I'm glad that Ryan Reeves is here. You know, again, I'm not sure the Rangers had to go out and get seven players who all fit the physical depth piece mold. But hey, a lot of us, I don't want to speak for every Ranger fan, but there was a big contingent of Ranger fans, myself included. We all wanted to see this team get tougher and they have undeniably done that and Ryan Reeves is going to be a big part of that. He's going to be fun to watch next season and clearly both parties, you know, Reeves and the Rangers like the fit enough to extend his deal from 1 year to 2 years and he'll be here on Broadway for the next 2 seasons and Ryan Reeves is excited about this as well. I know this because he put a very short, very to the point video on social media. He basically he was rocking his sunglasses and he basically you know, just kind of got everybody fired up and was just saying, let's go, New York Rangers, let's do this thing. I mean, it was very short, very sweet, but uh, obviously Ryan Ree's is very excited about this as well. I'm not sure if he did that video before or after the contract extension, but either way, good to know that he's happy and excited to be a New York Ranger and presumably happy to be reunited with Gerard Gallant, who coached him in Vegas. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, harmless enough deal. I'm completely fine with it. And in just a second, we will go ahead and just kind of share some general thoughts on the players that have left this team this offseason, and we'll try to determine whether the rangers are a better a worse or about the same team as they were uh, last season just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of locked on new york rangers is brought to you by built bar it is the best tasting protein and energy bar that i have ever had it's kind of hard to explain you just have to experience it for yourself it's got real chocolate amazing flavors high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives. And if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Alright, so like I said, I'm going to share some general thoughts on the players that the Rangers have lost this offseason, either to free agency or to a trade. Uh, Not too long ago, we kind of had some general thoughts about all the players that the Rangers had brought in. And, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, you obviously track this stuff as it's happening, but it goes so fast. And now that the dust has settled and I've actually been able to gather my thoughts a little bit, I just kind of wanted to, you know, share uh, what I'm thinking as far as the players that have left this team. But again, just to run through the list really, really quick here, I think you guys are pretty well aware, but the Ranger additions this offseason, either by trade or free agency, Sammy Blay, Barclay Goodrow, Greg McKegg, Dryden Hunt, Ryan Reeves, Patrick Namath, and Jared Tenortes. You have seven subtractions. They are Colin Blackwell Pavel Vucidevic, Philip DiGiuseppe, Brett Howden, Tony D'Angelo, Jack Johnson, presumably, we don't know that for sure yet because he hasn't signed with anybody, and Brendan Smith. And to just kind of give Brendan Smith a proper send-off before we kind of dive into this list a little bit deeper, he posted on Instagram, he posted a picture of himself, it looks like it was after a fight, but... He's got a a black eye on his right eye, and he's also cut there, and he's got some blood running down his cheek. Of course, Brad Smith would choose that picture. That's awesome. But uh, this is what he had to say to all Ranger fans now that he has signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, a one-year deal with the Canes. One of the happiest moments of my life is when I put on the New York Rangers jersey for the first time. One of the most sad moments of my career is knowing I'm taking it off. It was truly an honor to be a Ranger and play in front of some of the best fans in the world, and arguably the greatest arena ever. I will cherish my tenure with the New York Rangers forever. Thank you. And, you know, class all the way. I mean, you would probably expect nothing less from Brian Smith. I think he did some good things while he was here. I'm not sure... It's fair to say that maybe he was a little bit overpaid. You know, the Rangers traded for him that one year. It looked like he might be a rental, and then they gave him a big extension, and then just a couple of months after that, they announced the rebuild. So that was always just kind of curious timing for me. You know, you extend Brendan Smith for four years, and then you say, oh, we're going to tear everything down and trade away all these players. So that was kind of unique, I suppose. But, you know, Brendan Smith has been here with the Rangers Through the highs and the lows, he's been to the playoffs with this team a couple of times. He's gone through the rebuild with them. Been one of the elder statesmen in that locker room. And by all accounts, very well-liked, very well-respected member of the New York Rangers. So it is kind of a bummer that he's going to be leaving. He'll be going to the Carolina Hurricanes, who basically are the new Taylor Bay Lightning, and that they have about a million former New York Rangers on that team. You've got Braden Shea, uh, Tony D'Angelo signed there, Brad Smith signed there, and Derek Stepan. I wanted to mention that as well. Derek Stepan just signed a one-year... $1.35 $1.35 million deal with the Canes. But like I said, let's go ahead and go through this list here and determine whether we think the Rangers are a better team or a worse team or about the same since this offseason started. So for starters, I mean, we just talked about Brian Smith. I like Smitty. And if you're the Rangers, could you have maybe, you know, reached out to him and offered him a team-friendly one-year deal, kind of keep him around as a little bit of a stopgap? You could have done that. But when you look at the Makeup of the blue line right now. I mean, for the six next season are going to be Fox, Lindgren, Truma, Miller. I don't think anybody would really argue that. Patrick Namus certainly seems like he's going to be in there as well. The Rangers bring him in via free agency, so that's five. It leaves one spot, and I think the Rangers are going to be happy to give that to one of the kids. You know, Nils Lundqvist, uh, your Braden Schneider's, your Zach Jones's your terminal reunions, maybe, or maybe, you know, Jared Tenorti is in there on certain nights. If it's an opponent where the Rangers are expecting trouble, bottom line, the Rangers have options. And I just get the feeling that even though Smith brought some good things to this team, the Rangers were pretty comfortable at this point going in a different direction. A one-year deal was an option, but the Rangers choose to go down a different road, and I can't really fault them for it. So as far as Brandon Smith leaving in free agency, I'll miss him, but I don't think it's a move that's going to kill the Rangers. Uh, Jack Johnson, is he technically could be back with the Rangers, but he's a free agent, and I don't see that happening. I don't think we really have to say a whole lot there. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Now, listen, I mean, the, the, the guy has talent. That's pretty obvious. But this has been a done deal for about a year now that Tony D'Angelo was not coming back. So I don't think we have to spend too much time there. Brett Howden traded him for a fourth-round pick. It didn't work out. I don't think there's too many Ranger fans banging their hand on the table and, and saying, oh, man, we, we got to hang on to Brett Howden. So he's gone. Um, so I don't think you're really going to have to worry too much about those four players I just mentioned. Philip DiGiuseppe. I liked Philip DiGiuseppe, but there were times this past season, and it really maybe even going back more than just this past season, where I felt like he was unjustly a healthy scratch. And so I think from his perspective, it probably just made sense to go somewhere else. He goes to the Vancouver Canucks, and will presumably have to uh, battle his way into the opening night roster, the opening night lineup. Uh, we'll see how it goes for Phil. And again, I would have liked to have seen maybe Philip Giuseppe return because he brings a lot of that snarl and that physicality that the Rangers seem to have coveted in this offseason. But the Rangers brought in a lot of guys that fit that description. Uh, Giuseppe could have been on the table, but given the fact that they brought in a lot of players with similar skill sets, I don't think the Rangers are going to miss Phil Giuseppe all that much either. And it pains me to say that because I like him. But facts are facts. The Rangers have brought in a lot of bruisers for their bottom six. Uh, so then... This is when it starts to get to the territory where we're going to miss these guys a little bit. Let's start with Colin Blackwell. We're down to Blackwell and Bucinavich. Uh Blackwell had a really cool story this past year. Obviously, he came out of nowhere, became a really solid player for the New York Rangers, was entrenched in the top six for a while, uh, spent some time with the Stroman Panarin line. I do think the Rangers are going to miss him. And hindsight's always twenty-twenty. But I will say this, because there was going into the expansion draft, there was a lot of debate among Ranger fans. We debated it on here. Everybody who came on, you know, as a guest, we had them kind of voice their opinion as well. It basically, for a lot of us, came down to the Rangers protecting one out of these three forwards, either Rooney, Blackwell, or Julian Gauthier. I was kind of for Gauthier. Uh, there was some love for Kevin Rooney, who of course is who the Rangers did protect, and some people wanted to keep calling Blackwell, given that he kind of broke out for this team a little bit last season. I will say now that we know everything that the Rangers have done this offseason and they've brought in all these gritty players and all these tough guys, you could make the argument that maybe the Rangers, given everything that they've done in free agency and given everything that they've done via trades over this past week, week and a half, however long it's been now, that maybe they should have protected Colin Blackwell instead of Kevin Rooney. Simply, And I like Rooney. It's nothing against Rooney. But you look at what the Rangers have done. They've brought in seven guys who were depth pieces and gritty, tough players. That's kind of Kevin Rooney's calling card as well. So if you were going to do that and you're the Rangers, and of course, listen, there's no way the Rangers could have never known that they were going to uh, get the seven players that they got. Certainly there were guys that they were looking to target. There was a certain skill set they were looking to target, but the Rangers ended up addressing that toughness area that we've been talking about them addressing. So to me, between Rooney and Blackwell, maybe that means you should have hung on to Callum Blackwell. And I realize, again, hindsight is always twenty twenty. If you lose Rooney, then I don't know who centers the fourth line. I mean, maybe you stick Callum Blackwell at center on the fourth line because he has played some center in his NHL career. The Rangers mostly had him at wing. But yeah, I mean, just, just given when you look at all these players that they've brought in via free agency and via trade, and you look at their skill set, and you look at Kevin Rooney versus... Colin Blackwell, I think maybe keeping Colin Blackwell around might have been the better pick, you know, given everything that's happened since then. And again, I like Rooney and I'm glad he's back. But if you would have told me that the Rangers were going to bring in seven tough guys and take your pick between keeping Blackwell or Rooney, probably would have gone with Blackwell. I think that's fair to say. And then of course, the big one is Pavel Buchnevich. And the Rangers are going to miss Buchnevich. There's no doubt about it. It's been a lot of fun to see him really kind of improve over the years here. He's literally gotten better Every single season he spent with this team, the half decade that he's been a member of the New York Rangers, and I think for a lot of us, if the Rangers were going to trade Bucinavich, we would have liked it to be in a package for an already established NHL player, but facts are facts. The Rangers did what they did. They trade Bucinavich for Sammy Blay and a second-round pick. It's a decent return. I was kind of at the point where I was hoping the Rangers had graduated from trading their already established players for draft picks. And I realized Sammy Blay is in there too, and he could be a nice addition to this team. Uh, but I just kind of hoping the Rangers could have gotten a little bit more for Pavel Buchnevich. I understand why they did that to me. And it's something we've been talking about on this podcast. It's kind of a necessary evil because long-term, you know, Buchnevich went to the Blues and he got four years at $5.8 million per season. I don't know if you're the Rangers, if you really could have afforded that. And you know, I haven't tallied up the salary of all the players, all the incoming players versus all the outgoing players. Maybe we'll do that in a future episode. But I mean, you look at this, this Ranger team and nobody is making anywhere near what Pavel Buchnevich made, at least of the guys that they've brought in. I'm not talking about like Panarin and Zibanejad and uh, Truba, you know, some of the higher played players on the team. But The guys that they brought in via free agency, via trade, they all make significantly less than Pavel Buchnevich. So, again, kind of a necessary evil. As far as are the Rangers a better team or a worse team, I am going to tentatively say that the Rangers are a better team because, yes, they have lost some scoring, and people, the naysayers, are going to point to this. They're going to point to Colin Blackwell... And I guess you could kind of technically throw Tony D'Angelo in there. I tend not to include him because we all knew it was a done deal and he wasn't going to be coming back. But if you look in terms of points and goals and assists and all that fun stuff, yeah, the three biggest contributors in that category are all under the subtractions list rather than the additions list. That being Colin Blackwell. Uh, Pavel Buchedevich, for sure, and Tony D'Angelo. All three of those players, you figure, are probably going to end up with more points than any of the players that the Rangers added uh, via free agency or trade this offseason. However, the thing that kind of softens the blow here is the fact that the Rangers still have a lot of scoring. They still have a lot of just ridiculous talent on this team. And I think, you know, the powers that be, Chris Drury and everybody in the front office, they are expecting... Uh, pretty significant steps forward for Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere and Vitaly Krasov. Now, Krasov only played 20 games with the Rangers. Obviously, he was just kind of getting his feet wet, thrown into the fire right in the middle of an NHL season, and actually played quite a bit on the fourth line last year. So I wouldn't even say that he underachieved or anything like that. But the Rangers are looking to these kids. You know, They are looking for all of them to take a step forward. All three of the guys that I just mentioned, they're looking for them to add a little bit more offense to their game, a little bit more points. And I think Kako has steadily been improving very gradually, but, but noticeably gradually. He has been improving since he's gotten here. Uh, Alexi LaFreniere, it's kind of the same deal. Uh, he got better and better as his rookie season progressed and really seemed to kind of take off a little bit when they moved him onto that top line with Mika Zibanejad and the now-departed Pavel Buchnevich. But I think you can look for him to take a step forward. And, you know, Filip Hedl, I, I should probably throw him into this mix as well. He's kind of been the subject of some trade talk. You know, maybe if there's a trade for Jack Eichel, Filip Hedl is part of that. But if Filip here, I mean, he's another one. He's just 21 years old. And the Rangers, front office, you can really look at this quartet of players. Kravtsov, Hedl, Kako, Lafreniere, they are expecting more offense from all these guys and I think they will probably get it and that that will probably soften the blow that the Rangers have absorbed here from losing Blackwell and David, and even Tony D'Angelo to a lesser extent even though we knew that he wasn't going to be coming back. But the area where the Rangers, and this is what makes me think that the Rangers have improved this offseason through all these moves, the area where they have unquestionably, undeniably gotten better is in the toughness department. And again, I think that you know they, they went a little nuts with this. They, they kind of went a little bit overboard, but They were on a mission to make this team more difficult to play against, and they have accomplished that goal. That kind of stuff doesn't slump. The the toughness does not slump. The strength does not slump. Size does not slump. And they have undeniably made themselves a more difficult team to play against. They might have made themselves a little bit less potent in the offensive aspect of the game. But again, when you factor in the growth of some of these players that we just talked about a minute ago, I really don't think the Rangers are going to be hurting all that badly as far as uh, offensive production is concerned. Only time will tell there. I'm not trying to minimize the loss of these players, but overall I do think the Rangers did what they had to do this offseason for the most part. You know, If I was going to put a letter grade on it, I'd probably give it like a B plus. probably. I think that's about right. Uh, again, it does sting to lose some guys, and you know they'll definitely be missed, but the Rangers accomplished the biggest thing that they had to do in this offseason, and that was to make this team more physical and tougher to play against they have done that. So that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.